Hello, and welcome to Roll and Roll. Grab a chair and pull on up to the table. I'll be your host and dungeon master, Brad Hendrickson. And as always, I am joined by my wonderful cast of friends who, for some reason, continue to hang out with me. They don't know why. <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great, Brad. I'm doing just fine. Doing dandy. A little, little bit tired, you know. Friday Friday is a, is a, is a great day, but it's it can feel uh, tiresome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit, kind of just at the end of the week, you're ready to decompress and just kind of yeah sit back in the sit back in the couch and watch something. Yeah, we've been watching series of unfortunate events season two on Netflix. Same uh, not not a sponsor, but a really good show. It is Neil Patrick Harris is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, some really good really good scenes. And I, I, I don't. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, have y'all gotten to the Nathan Fillion parts yet? Yeah, we're halfway through. Yeah, I don't know his name, but the guy who plays uh, Lemony Snicket, Snicket. Oh, Kronk. Kronk. The guy's yeah. just Kronk's voice. Yeah. He's. I think he's my favorite part of the mm-hmm. whole. Just like his placement is really good. Yeah, as the narrator that is somehow involved in the story. Yeah, I've never actually finished reading all the books as a kid, oh, so, so I don't. Good. I don't know how it all goes together. So I'm excited. I'm. They're. They're sufficiently depressing, but good at the same time. Yeah. No. I just got to, I finished out the series. So if you've read the books, you know how the carnival ends. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was tough. No spoilers. No spoilers. No. I get away again another year. No, the, uh, the, the carnival was this season. They go for, oh, I mean, for until you get resolution. Oh yeah. When the next season starts. Yeah. Good stuff. It'll get you. All right. Well, um, just a reminder, we have our ever-continuing little contest uh, for people who want to get involved in the story. If you want a chance to have an NPC uh, named after whomever you wanted them to be named by, um, you can go to Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash create a grand story. And if you share the latest episode on Facebook and include in the post uh, an NPC name that you would like to have appear somewhere in the story, we will randomly draw from a hat uh, for all those who enter, and then whoever is the winner will have their NPC uh, introduced in the story at an appropriate time. It may not be the next exact session or the next uh, kind of batch of episodes, but it'll be fairly close. I'll try to get them worked in there appropriately. Um, but other than that, you can always find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. But other than that, I can't think of any other announcements. Do you all have anything? You were good over here. Cool. All right. Well, let's grab our dice and roll up an adventure. Last we left off, we uh, y'all had traversed down the coast of the Still Bay on the island of Kaui to retrieve some mushrooms called ivory caps for a duo that you met, uh, Trisha Kingsley and Kurt Wiseman, uh, an athlete and her trainer. Uh, these mushrooms were going to help their dear wyvern Cruxy, uh, who is having a toothache. Um, you, while over there, you discover that there was some giant sea entity also munching on the mushrooms. Uh, and you kind of talked to it for a moment and it seemed to be friendly to y'all and it, uh, released you from its very large tentacles and went on its way. Some of you experimented with the mushrooms, uh, either taking a bite or wearing one as a hat. 
uh, and later discovered that the mushrooms did have an effect. It wasn't just good for your teeth. Um, it was also good for growing more mushrooms. Uh, and a few of you learned about mushrooms growing on various parts of your body. And so when you returned to Port Carter, you hit up a herbalist uh, to see what she had to say. And uh, she said, no worries, you'll be okay. Um, then you kind of gathered yourselves, went to the Alani Star, where a very grossed out Drabim cast sleep on himself so he didn't have to watch you two, uh, Safina and Petrichor, pull mushrooms off of each other. Uh, and as y'all were sitting there and kind of just letting the sun begin to set, uh, people began crying out that the Scarlet Phoenix was about to arrive and dock. Y'all sit inside Alani's star with a little bit of commotion. What would y'all like to do? Um, I think Safi ran outside just to see if she could uh, see it make port, right. I suppose. Yeah, I think you did. You ran outside and you watched as a levee ship, a uh, floating uh, ship, uh, began slowly lowering itself down. The wings that uh, the Harlequin had, similar style things, began folding back and into more of a streamlined shape as this tuning fork, bright red uh, wooden ship began slowly lowering down. It was about to kind of go under a few of the rooftops and it was about to pass from view. But it was down by Fargrim's shipwright. Uh, you mm. can kind of tell it was on the south end of town. Tappy um, walks back inside and says, uh, well, Petricor, there's another flying ship here now. That's what they were, that's the Scarlet Phoenix they were talking about. I suppose if everybody, if Drip wants to sell the ship, I mean, this might be a good opportunity to talk to whoever's other guy is who has one. Uh, yep. Do you know how to wake him up? Uh, nope. Um, Safi will take her, her little quarter staff and she kind of walks over to Drip and looks around on each side of him. And then she, uh, since he's sitting in the chair, she uses her quarter staff to just kind of like tap him on the skull. Uh, and I believe that should rouse you from your uh, magically induced sleep as uh, Drip, you feel a nice little thunk between your eyes and you kind of blink and you wake up <gasps> Safi. Drip, wake up. We've got some mushrooms for you to eat. That's really not the best way to wake me up. <laughs> I don't know. You wouldn't wake up. I mean, Petricor threw you over his back and you kept snoring. Did you even try anything else? Of course we did, Drip. You wouldn't answer when we called your name. Uh-huh. And so I tapped you on the head very gently. Uh, Obviously it worked. Uh, You're welcome. Savvy. It's not nice to hit people. It was it was just a gentle tap. Right. Right. Um Anyways. <laughs> There's another love you ship in town. Um, everybody went running outside. Apparently this Scarlet Phoenix is a big deal around here. Scarlet Phoenix? Do they have any relation to the, to the, to the witch from earlier? Uh, the one with the red cloak. That, that'd be the one. Yeah. 
hopefully. Uh, I don't know. I guess. You think they might be looking for us? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we should not be in sight of them. Right. We should at least maybe go take a peek, though, right? I mean, he's. it looks like they landed down where our ship is anyways. That sounds even more unnerving. <laughs> um, but, Petrichor, you, you can disguise yourself, right? Uh, yep, I can't disguise all of you. All of us. That's true, that's true. Well, aren't there only... How many ships? How many levy ships are there in there? Not a lot. There's not very many. Uh-uh. Drip, can you change your appearance? Um, only with dashing clothes, but <laughs> not with, not like Petrichor. Okay. Unfortunately. That's a little disappointing. He still has to teach me that. You should probably work on that. That'll come in handy in the future, I bet. Well, he doesn't know how to teach me, but he will. He will. I'll figure it out. I have faith. Um, does anyone else know who this person is? Who this Scarlet? What well, was the, the the ship is called Scarlet Phoenix. Oh. And that's what everybody. I mean, you see them standing outside there. They were all wanting to get a glimpse at it. Okay. Well, uh, maybe we should. Let's not. Let's let's be careful, but let's not. Let's, let's go find out what, what all the commotion's about. Cool. All right. After you, Safi. <laughs> Safi will head out the door down towards uh, where she saw the, the ship landing. Uh, but she's like looking around now a little bit on edge since Drip brought up that crazy witch lady who tried to kill him for no good reason. Um and as they get closer, she's going to slow down a little bit and check their surroundings. All right. Give me a perception check. 19. Plus. It's probably plus nothing. I like how you picked the hardest dodge. I know. <laughs> uh, just 19. You add your wisdom modifier. Oh. Plus turn. 20. 19, 20, 20, 22. Sorry. It's been a long day. It's 22. 22. All right, so as you look about and uh, kind of cross through the few blocks to kind of get to the dock layer of town, uh, you can hear a lot of people talking back and forth, uh, just being curious about what the Scarlet Phoenix has brought this time. Like, ooh, I wonder what goods that they brought in. I wonder if they've recently been coming up and down the Sword Coast. Uh, and, you know, a couple of phrases kind of like that. Seem to be people being intrigued. Uh, and then a few more, you can actually hear uh, one or two groans from people like, oh, geez, these guys, oh, they always cause problems. Okay, let's let's make our money and then let's be on our way. And as you clear through the crowd, you can now watch as deckhands are beginning to uh, come off uh, a large entrance on the side of the ship. Uh, now as you can look through it and get an up-close look, it is a very bright red, uh, almost like a, a, a cheery type of red, uh, not like the crimson of the woman that you met in Miriam, um, but it has uh, gold filigree here and there along the side of the ship, uh, and on the back half, uh, which is kind of 
it looks very bug-like. It almost kind of just has like these pincers that come out in front of it uh, that kind of make up that tuning fork shape and the main body of it. It's kind of like thorax. Uh, has a side hatch opened up and you're watching now as deckhands jump out and are now tying down the ship and beginning to pull off various crates and it looks like maybe a few passengers are now also exiting. See, that doesn't look too suspicious, Drip. They're just unloading their cargo. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't see the woman, so I guess it should be fine. I'm going to go talk to the guy that said that they always cause trouble, Petrochorus. All right, you turn around and you can see what looks to be a butcher uh, and kind of like a, he's got his white apron on, a little bit messy, sleeves rolled up. Right. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I couldn't help but overhear your distaste for the visitors. Um, what, uh, what exactly is it that you don't like about them? Oh, they're just always causing trouble. Come around oh. here, get rowdy, get drunk. Oh, they just cause they, they just don't seem to have any type of decency for the community. Uh, what do you what uh, what do you think that is? Uh, are they like? Do you know what kind of business they're in? No, oh, they're in the delivery business, like most people. Uh, no, they just think they're celebrities because they fly around in a ship all day long. Think they're so cool. Ugh. Right. Okay. Uh, thank you for your time, sir. No problem. And then at this point, he actually looks at who's been talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, geez, what are you?" <laughs> Did he say that? No, he just kind of has uh, a stunned look yeah, on his face. That's the face. Okay, gotcha. Uh, well, uh, I think we should probably like st- steer clear of these fellas. They look like uh, the troublemaking kind. Um. I hate to get in a fight with a whole ship crew. That would be bad. Do you get in fights with ship's crews often, Petrocorp? No. But that's only because he's careful. Right. Good to know. How should we proceed? I guess we can go back to the, the dwarf, right? Right, right next to the shipwright. Like, you notice that the ship has docked next to that building. Do you think, uh, do you think it's been long enough? Yeah, it's been a couple days. It took us a while to get the mushrooms. That's true. That's true. All right, well, let's, let's head that way. All right, cool. so you proceed over to the uh, Fargrim shipwright. Yes. Right. Um, you actually notice that this time the door is open. Uh still a little bit dark on the inside. You can't see much as you approach, but uh, compared to last time, it seems to be a little bit more inviting. Uh, hello? As Drip kind of sticks his head through the door. Uh, Master Dwarf? Uh, Drip, as you do stick your head in, you can see now, uh, lifted up out of the water, now completely uh, up in the air, is the Harlequin, uh, being held up by different kind of uh, change in structures. Uh, uh, but yep, and then you can hear uh, from behind a set of doors, Hey, who's there? And bump, 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 out comes stumbled the very richly skinned Ebonid Fargrim. 
just your uh, just your favorite trio. Um, we, uh, we we see that you have have the Harlequin now. Uh, how's it going? It's better than I expected. I thought it was gonna roll in in pieces, but it just looks like uh, needs a little woodwork, which the lady over in Kawat, she did a good job. I'll have to talk to her in the future. But uh, looks like all that she really needs to go to get back in the air is uh, another mithril stone. That, and you might want to find a wizard to talk about that fancy staff that Dagon shoved into the thing a while back. What was that? The staff? The, the right, I was like the little thing that's in the control console. We talked about it extensively. Do you not remember? Right. Yes, that thing. Um, now, you have some mithril stones, right, uh, Mr. Dwarf? Mm, no. We'd have to order one. Now, how do we go about doing that? You can... Buy one through me, I will have a letter sent, and uh, then the ship will go out, come back with one, and there you go. Pretty simple. So you would say that you're pretty competent with uh, mithril stones and levy ships, um, perhaps even the one that's outside right now. And he looks at you like, one up. I thought I heard some humming, and he kind of like starts stumbling past you. Uh, to peer out the door. You can hear him go, uh, all right. And he turns back to y'all. He's like, well, I'm going to have to go deal with this. Well, now, hold, hold on. Uh, just one moment. Um, are, are they here uh, for you? Because you were the only, I guess, levy ship uh, expert in the area. I, that's probably why they're here. A lot of levy ship captains like to come and pay me a visit. Uh, they like to get their ships looked after. So you say, of all levy ships, of which I assume there's a few, um, they, they all come to you? Not all of them. There's probably about eight I see consistently throughout a year. The Harlequin is one of them. So is the Scarlet Phoenix. Do you Just ever... mainly levy ships that do their tours around uh, Zelo Stasi and Arak. Uh, of course, of course, yes. Do you ever look on those captains? A bit of jealousy? Knowing that you know much more about these levy ships than they do? <laughs> Yet they are the ones who captain and lead their ships and Often to their breaking point, which they don't know how to take care of. You are right. Most captains, they treat their ships relatively rough. Don't get me started with Lux. Me and him have lots of bad conversations. That's gotta be hard. No, I do not miss my days flying around in a levee ship. I had my So time. you used to be a captain? Not a captain. I was, uh, I was a mechanic in the Dwarven Navy for my younger years. But, and then he like points to his eye, which one of them is scar, has a big scar over it and is kind of clouded over. He's like, and this is what I got for it. I'm glad to be here on the ground. Oh, you must have also got many stories. I do. What's your favorite? <laughs> well, 
tell you how I got this scar. We were. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love to hear that. All right. Um. Well. The... And Drip like sits down on the nearest barrel. Um. In there, and kind of puts his 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 face in his hands to to listen in. Well, uh, there was a while back an army of fire giants that was trying to attack the dwarven colony for Longi. So me and the rest of the fleet came flying over and Raglock and his army were fighting it out and one of his giants threw a spear straight from the bottom of the ship and caught me right in the eye. I'm lucky I didn't die. But the whole navy, uh, along with some elves from the Everesca, uh, fought him back, and that was that. I finished up my years in the Navy and then settled down here in Port Carter. Where it's wow. nice and a little you bit quiet. You said Raglock? Who, yeah. who's, who's he? Raglock the Ash Jarl. Uh, that, he was some warlord, fire giant, somehow crossed between the plains a little after the, the war between the gates. Brought a whole army with them. They were trying to capture Fornlongi, the the dwarven colony on Zelostasi. Uh, for some reason, they wanted that place pretty bad. But we killed them and his army, well, most of it. Uh, yeah. Why you, have you? You sure you killed him? Uh, we're pretty sure. At least that's what all the generals and captains told us. That's interesting. We recently came across a creature who who knew of Raglock and spoke of him in the present tense. And you can Is... kind of now, as you mentioned that, there's just stress that seems to hit his face, just kind of like a flashback of maybe being in the war and mm -hmm. you know fighting giant terrible fire giants and almost having a spear go through his body. <laughs> Uh, but he kind of, you know, shakes it off. And he's like, I assure you, lass, the uh, Braglock was uh, killed and defeated in that battle. What? Do you know the sort of creatures he, he brought with him in his army? It was mainly composed of uh, fire giants. When I was there, and he kind of like scratches his head, he's like, I think... He brought 500 fire giants with him through the plains down in the Thogun Peninsula. Uh, did he bring any, like, like giant fire snakes with him? No, uh, not from what I could see from up in the ship. Uh, I was inside running around trying to keep it in the air for most of that battle. Now, I don't, I don't know much about fire giants, but the, do they need to live somewhere? Do they thrive somewhere where there's already fire or like some source of heat, like maybe magma? Well, the elemental plane of fire, which is where we were told Raglock and his family or clan of fire giants came from, uh, yeah, they the whole plane, as far as I know, is made of fire, magma, and really, really hot, sticky days. But, no, there are still some fire giants left down in the Thogun Peninsula at 
at Grandfell. Some of them were still left there. And how far away is that from here? Grandfell? It's on uh -huh. the very southern tip of uh, Zilostasi. Um, all the way on the other side of the Kala uh, Karasa Sea. How, uh, how long of a trip would it be if we wanted to travel there? In the Harlequin? Once you got her fixed? Uh, yeah. He's probably not on this island. Hold hmm. up, I'm doing the math. <laughs> it would be a little over a month in the Harlequin. Holy smokes. A whole month. That show long. Wait, why are we asking how to get there? I don't want to go there. Right, I was just curious. Well, you know, like the world's a lot bigger when you realize how long it takes to get places. Not that I wasn't intended on going, but like, I haven't really left home much. This is definitely the farthest I've ever been. And Drip, if if that method was telling the truth, then Raglock, the fire giant, could be somewhere near here. Which means we don't need to be here. Which means all these people are in danger if some crazy warlord who was thought to be dead is not actually dead and is trying to take over this place. Now, if that is the case, look at those people outside. Look at them. Now look at us. <laughs> they are more capable than we are to be able to handle fire traps. Are you sure? Well, the girl sword. with pigtails doesn't look like she could do it. Any, any any sort of defensive maneuvers at all? I'm talking about the ship that's outside. Oh, the ship. Okay. you got to specify. There's a lot of people out there, moms and their kids. They're obviously not going to defend themselves probably from a fire giant. I'm just saying. Now, oh, Sefi, I think you have to look at it this way. Sometimes we like see people in need and we want to help them, but... Like, you're not the solution to everyone's problems. And sometimes you got to, like, take care of yourself first before you can help other people. Yeah, but Petricor, nobody else has... has nobody else fought that the snake, and nobody else heard about Raglock, and could you really walk away from here knowing that these people are possibly in danger? Well, we just told him. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Dwarf, sir. Um, is there, like, someone in charge on the island, like, over the whole island? Like a mayor? There's Governor Locke. Excuse me, what was that? Governor Locke? Lot. L-O-T-T. Uh, well, Safi, if it makes you feel better, we can tell Governor Locke about it, and then, uh, and then I think we'll all be square. I don't... I don't feel like anybody would take it seriously right now. We just, we heard it from one creature in passing. Nobody will pay any, any mind to what I have to say. We're strangers on this island. Well, I mean, <laughs> he can't really be back. I mean, he's already been defeated. There's only a few little methods and one, one little snake. It I was mean, a pretty big snake drip. Well, it was okay sized. And those methods were kind of mean. They had a lot of sass to them. Well, I don't know what their personal demeanor has anything to do with their strength. But, uh, um, 
I, it's it's not our job. <laughs> Can you at least just keep an open mind? Keep some open ears? Oh, I have an open mind. But I just don't know if I want to. It, yeah. And he shudders a little bit uh, thinking about it. And as y'all are talking, all of a sudden there is a knock on the door. Uh, the open door and then just in strides. Yeah, just like that. Two uh, two figures. One, a uh, humanoid with a deep bluish skin uh, and what looks to be possibly gills lower down on his neck, wearing a bright red coat uh, that kind of has like a fur lining around the collar and uh, he has blonde hair kind of on the top of his head. The figure next to him is a tall humanoid uh, much taller than him, probably about seven and a half feet tall, bald on top, no facial hair. Both are male, uh, and he's wearing um, more basic clothes, just breeches and then an overshirt and then a sword on his waist. Uh, and the, the guy with the blue skin kind of uh, peps up, and he's like, Ah, Fargrim, I was wondering where you were hiding. How are you doing, old friend? I'm... Doing fine there, Kratos. Well, if you could, get this nasty old ship out of here, and so that way the uh, phoenix can be pulled on in and you can get to work on here. I'd appreciate it a lot. And then he kind of like looks over to the strangers who are in the room, and he's like, Are you the latest Harlequin crew? Where's Lux? Where is that old geezer? Uh, and who are you? <laughs> My good sir. Uh, me, sir, with the very fancy hat, and he kind of giggles to himself. He's like, I'm Captain Kritus of the Phoenix, Scarlet Phoenix. Huh, never heard of you. Oh, well, this is Captain Drip of the Harlequin. How do you do? Uh, and I, and I take my hat and kind of like wave it in front of me. I take it off of Sappy. Mm hmm. Oh, that's right. Yes, Happy had stolen your hat. My bad. <laughs> Take it off and you give it a little bit of a wave. Well, mm -hmm. did y'all manage to actually steal this thing from Lux? Steal? I mean, look at us. No, of course we wouldn't have <laughs> stolen it. Do we look like thieves to you? No. So I guess Lux finally ran out of money and had to sell the dang thing. He's probably drunk and Miriam right about now. Poor Sap. He's he's somewhere, that's for sure. Um, well, and he kind of looks well? at you, Captain Featherhat Drip. Could you get your nasty old ship out of here? I'd really appreciate it. Well, we we were thinking about it, but um, we actually thanks. We're, All right, out that of the power great. source. And then he kind of like rudely cuts you off, and he looks down at Fargrim. He's like. Fargrim, you know what you need to do. Get the phoenix cleaned up, and if you could, polish those mithril stones the best way you know how. You'll be paid as usual. And with that, he kind of is about to, like, wave off and walk out of the room. He walks away? Well, he's okay, bye. To... <laughs> uh, well, uh, Fargrim, you better get to your work. Um, we've got, a. Uh, We've got to figure out what we're going to do about the Mithril Stone we're missing. Come on, guys. Let's go discuss this over a cup of water. Can I have rum instead? 
Well, whatever you want. Okay. Um, I, I guess we'll be back. Um, bye. Do you bye bye now. The Harlock went out of the way. I mean, technically, I'm still working on her. So y'all were here first. Uh, well, you look like a entrepreneur type man. Um, and can make decisions about your own business for yourself. So, uh, wow. Whatever you want to prioritize, I feel like that's your prerogative. That's I've worked enough for Petricor. Did you teach him that drip? Drip says all kinds of cool words. Uh, I don't. Maybe in my sleep. <laughs> you sleep talk about the word prerogative? Anyway, let's okay. go discuss uh, yeah, beverages. <laughs> All right, so y'all head out. Yeah. Yes. Go back to the inn, maybe. Yeah. No. Uh, so I feel like we're coming to a kind of like a decision-making point here on uh, what we're gonna do about the ship. Well, I I didn't know there was much of a decision. Um, I mean, Safi has been pretty strong in her. Uh, Right, right, Safi, haven't you? Uh... I just think it might be beneficial in the long run. I mean, especially if, you know, Petrichor wants to take supplies back to his people, it's a whole lot simpler. Oh, right. You can't use me as your defense of your argument because I don't really want to fly in that anymore. Um, and we're like walking and kind of just like talking next to each other mm-hmm. as we're going to the end. Guys, I I don't know what to do, but I think I mean I still want to be a captain, clearly, but I don't know if I'm if I'm good enough to to fly this ship. Regardless, you can keep the hat, Drip. That's true, and I will absolutely. Uh, Drip, I think you've been an excellent captain, and I trust you with my life. Well, thank you. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far yet. What I'm, like, most concerned about is how expensive it is going to be to fix the ship. Mm. And, like, no, we might have a lot of money right now, but, like, once we spend it, we don't have anything left. Well, and, that's, and what is that, money off, to Off to the side, uh, in an alleyway, you can hear somebody go, psst, psst, friends, friends, look over here. I don't know you, sir. And you look over, and it is Soldul, the copper-skinned dragonborn, off on the side, <laughs> beckoning towards y'all. Oh, keep keep moving. Act like you didn't hear him. He's probably not like some some kind of like evil, sinister plan. Well, maybe we should hear him now. Oh, no, thank you, sir. We're not Petricor? interested. Petricor. No, come on, come, come on. And I'm gonna like direct him that way. Uh, yeah. Petrichor draws his spear. Petrichor! I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not going in, I'm not going in there lot without my weapon. Safi stands in front of Petrichor. It's okay. It's okay. She kind of puts her hands out in like one of those... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. You don't have to stop me from going in because like, I don't want to. It's not like I'm going to try and go around you. So you're saying we shouldn't go? No, I'm just telling you to calm down. You have a spear out, and there's nothing. It's a defensive. I'm in a defensive position. Happening. Okay, drip. You go first. Okay, cool. And I walk over there. You step in. My friends, it is so good to see you again. Uh, hi, hi there. 
the fortune teller, she she foretold of all of this. Ah, it is perfect. It is perfect. Of all of what? It's very vague. The most fortunate moment of my year. I've had more fortunate moments than this, but this is crude. Now, uh-huh. you saw the ship that just landed, correct? That's true. All right. I have a job for you, Mr. Warlock. I saw that you tried to pull some magic on me earlier, and that tells me that you folks are some fine adventurers. I don't know about fine, but I mean, yeah, we've done we've done one or two. Oh, Drip Safina, do not be uh, persuaded. This man is using a tactic of her called uh, flattery. And it's uh, quite oh. divisive and dangerous. Of course I am flattering you. You are all handsome and amazing. See oh. what I'm talking about? Like, he like trying to lure you in. But it kind of feels nice. Right, but then like in the end you get hit with something. We should at least hear him out, oh. Petricor. Well, um... <laughs> what sort of job? Thievery. Also, what kind of magic book are you going to give us <laughs> when this is over? Drip, only one of us can benefit from a magic book. I, I disagree. <laughs> Strongly. It is not the magic book you were looking at earlier, but when I saw the ship come down, no deal. I scurried over. No, 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 wait. And he's like, before you like, wait, 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 wait. I went back to my little hidey hole that I have here in town, and I went back through the things, and I found Creepy. this. And he pulls out a scroll, uh, scroll tube, and he undoes it and unrolls it so you can see that there's something written on, written on it. And he's like, this is a spell used for suggestions and making people bend to your will. I figure that is oh. something that is right up your alley, Mr. Charm Wait, are person. are you doing that now? Because I'm feeling <laughs> suggestive. Suggestive? Maybe. And he kind of like winks at you playfully. Oh. <sighs> Uh, What's the job? Um, well, we'll we'll see. Yeah, give us some deets. Give us some details. So, the owner of that ship, its captain, is a man or a tritant, as he calls him. It's a a triton by the name of Joshua Critus. Wow, and very clever name. Sorry, I didn't hear oh, you. oh, sorry. Keep going. Don't listen to him. He talks a lot. I do. I'm noticing. That's my thing. I'm nervous. <laughs> do not be nervous, my friend. Everything is okay. We are safe here in this alley. So <laughs> we're in an alley. So Petrichor cast Hunter's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and um, with that, you watch as the jewel around his neck all of a sudden brighten up. And you feel that the spell dispels instantly. And he looks at you and he's like, my friends, my friends, I feel like we are being overly hostile. It is a simple trade. I give you this. I have that to... necklace of yours. Trip. I just want to look at it. You, I will tell you what it is, but I will not give it to you. This is too, too precious. Oh, that's a tease. Kind of an embarrassed a little bit and a little bit frustrated. Um, Petricor focuses on him and kind of glares at him. And I'm going to use Slayer's Prey, <laughs> which is not a spell. Which is not a spell. So you uh, kind of instinctuously focus on him, and he, he 
even him, he kind of seems to be like, oh, what just happened to me? That felt weird, but he moves on uh, mm-hmm. because for whatever reason, he thinks he's okay. Uh, and he says, it, it is just a necklace of counterspell. That is all. It just helps me defend against people who might try to charm my person or put me to sleep when I don't want to. And he kind of just chuckles at you. Who would being, do that? I have no idea who would do such a thing. Uh-huh. Not my friends. That is who. So, like I said, the job is this. Captain Kratos on his boat or on his person, I do not know where, has... A sash. It is some type of magical item, and there is a pirate lord that I have recently been in contact with that is looking for such an item. And if you can procure it for me, I will give you this scroll tube along with a hundred gold. Sound like a fair deal? Hmm. Make it, uh, <laughs> make it a scroll and 300 gold. And where are your people? The scroll and 150. Well, as far as I understand, you don't have anyone else that can do this job. Oh, hold on a second. Does anyone else have a problem with we're about to take a like a, a dangerous, should uh, just terrible, awful thing from this creepy fellow in an alleyway to like steal from people that aren't necessarily bad? Well, he was sort of a jerk earlier. Right. So, but if anything, we should you be are like. Too, Drip. Does that mean I should steal from you? You already have. So, if anything, you can make decisions about yourself. And I, like, tilt my hat further on my head. I was keeping it safe. Obviously, when Petrogor picked you up, it got dumped off your head as you were slung over his back. And it was either leave the hat in the gutter or put it on my head and walk back. I feel like you're being distracted by something that is not uh, relevant to the conversation. I agree with you, I think we are off point. Right. So anyway, I don't think we should steal anything for this slimy lizard. And, uh, okay, Petrocor. They're untrustworthy. A whole like lot. A hand to his chest. He's like, kind of like crocodile tears are forming in the corner of his eyes. He's like, my friend, you use such words. Right. I did, and I mean it. Slimy and deceitful. Okay, Petrocor. Okay. Um. I kind of want that spell. Um, I'll do it if y'all just want to chill at the at the end. Grip. Why are you getting us into this mess? Uh, what? <laughs> I think you're being wishy-washy, Safina. Well, I, I don't know the guy. Why would I even steal from him? Do you normally steal from people you do know? No, I don't. I can't really exactly. remember stealing at all. He's fine. He has a levy ship. He's rich. He can he can afford to lose that. If it makes you feel any better, I hear Kratos is not such a good guy. Very, how is the word, bro? That doesn't mean he doesn't have the right to his own property. This is true. <laughs> huh. Well. Do you know where he keeps this sash? Uh, sometimes I have seen him wear it in the past when he's come to visit before. But it could be on his person somewhere in the boat. I do not know. That is for you to find out. That's why I give you money. Now, let me reconstruct this deal. First of all, I like this spell. Petrichor likes 300 gold. 
I mean, that's a gift. 200. That's what I said. Um, and then Safina, now she wants something a little different. Now, well, I get and I, and I'm taking like, my arm, like put, put on, on like his shoulder. I say, and, and I move to the side a little bit. I say, now Safina is actually looking for a buyer of sorts. Um, looking to sell. Well, maybe you're not our man. I don't, I don't know oh, if you know God. that many. How could I not be your man? We are friends. Tell me, oh. what is she trying to sell? Oh, you're right. Now, it seems like you know a little bit about information and levy ships. Now, she's actually looking to sell a levy ship. Would sell you? A levy ship? Holy. Now, would you happen to know a broker of sorts? They, I mean, there are many pirates around here who would love to have their hands on the uh, on a levy ship. Well, not just them. have their hands, but for a fair price. Of course, but I do not know anybody that could afford a levy ship. Now, I think part of this deal is that you find us a buyer. Find you a buyer? A buyer. 300 gold in this spell. Buyer, 300 gold. Wait, no, 250. As he seems to be <laughs> with things that he's like, no. <laughs> no. Right, right. 250, excuse me. And he kind of like smiles and like waggles his finger at you. Now, Petricorp, Safina, how do you feel about this? I don't like it, Drip. It's uh, deceitful and mischievous. Sure, sure. Right. So I'm not like, I don't really want to do it. Like, it's dangerous. You don't just like walk onto some, uh, some terrible man's ship and like take his stuff and not expect to like be hunted down and killed. Now, we will have plenty of gold. And from what I understand, you're trying to. Right, but it's not about the gold. It's about the principle. You're right, you're right. Excuse me. Maybe we should, you know, see what kind of man he is. Or a triton, you know? Now, my good sir, could we keep this deal tabled, as if it were, uh, and get back to you tomorrow? So we could get some more information on him. Maybe see if he's wearing his sash today, since they've just... Or we can discuss it further. Can we find you here tomorrow? Here tomorrow? If the yeah. Scarlet Fingers, Phoenix hasn't left town yet, yes, the deal will be on the table as long as that ship is in port. You can find Perfect. me at... Um, you can find me uh, at the Fountain Market just about any time of the day. All right. Sounds great. See you later, friend. Yes, my friend. And if you don't need any wetters, come and find me. And he scurries mm -hmm. off uh, to return to the fountain market. I think that went pretty well, don't y'all think? No. He, I, think it won't t I think it went terrible. He didn't. Sketchy. He didn't kill us. Right. He didn't kill us. But like, that's not what he wants to do. He's trying to do get us to do his evil bidding. Well, uh, yeah. 
Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, that town made us fight a snake for them. That seemed a lot dangerous. A lot more dangerous than that. We chose to fight that snake because those people were in danger, Drip. Did we? Did we really choose that? Yes. Hmm. The past... The, man, I feel like I'm getting like, super deep right now. <clears throat> the past... The past is the past. Man, I, man, I can't get my voice right. The past... The, the past... I don't know. My voice is all jacked up. Sorry, guys. Everyone's listening. And I'm like, that guy sounds like a weirdo. That's good enough. Uh, the past is the past. So, like, we've got to, like, move on and do... Like what we're gonna do now, but I don't think we should be stealing from people just on the premise that they're not a nice person. What if it just happens to be laying around? Uh, it's still his. If we find it lying around, we should probably return it. Oh, right, right, okay. Good call. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll back you up on this. Petrol <laughs> call. But uh, maybe maybe we should go get something to eat. It's been a while. Yes. Sure, sounds good. Something not mushrooms. And we uh we head back to the inn. So you return to the Alani Star. Mm-hmm. On your ways, you can now uh you can go into the Alani Star, and you actually now watch as Alani is holding somebody by some sailor. Uh, by the uh, scruff of his neck and kind of like throwing him out and you hear a jingling sound and you look down and you see that he has a belt with different loops uh, four loops around the end very similar to the four the belts that y'all are also wearing or or if you've still decided to wear uh, that a a cloud sailor would wear and she's like now you don't come back to my inn anytime goodbye and uh, she kind of like throws her hands out to shoo him away and the 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 half orc of and kind of scruffles off. What was all that about, Alani? Mm. Just these uh, Phoenix crew members. They come in here and they think they are big shots because they are levy ship cloud sailors. They treat the girls poorly and then they push around town folk. They bring lots of interesting goods, yes, and I am I even have a few orders being pulled off that boat myself, but I wish somebody else was doing it and not them. Yeah, levy <laughs> shipment are the worst, right? I, not all. I like give her a wink. Um, wait, how many are there of these men? The crew. It is probably about sixteen, I think, in total. Sixteen. Wow, it's a lot of people Most of for them one will ship. Be drunk and yelling all night do they are they all staying here no many of them go to the siren's cliff what is the siren's cliff it's it another a brothel oh. and she says it with distaste oh a brothel you say yes oh, okay what's a brothel well <laughs> it, it's a place a fine gentleman like yourself would not be found they only serve vegetables and broth. Ew, it's disgusting. And no venison meat in sight. What kind of establishment only serves vegetables? I know. It's awful. They, they have lots of meats, but not venison. 
<laughs> she takes her quarter staff and sticks it down on Drip's foot real quick. Oh, sorry, Drip. I just, you know. Take like one point of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Give me an attack roll. <clears throat> um, what what kind of goods are they bringing in that are so valuable that you put up with this? Well, the Scarlet Phoenix, generally she runs up and down the Sword Coast across Arak and then comes down here to the Karasa Sea. Though uh, Captain Kreitzus might be a bit of a jerk, he is definitely brave for always doing such big runs. A lot of ego on that man. What do you know about him? I know that... We know nothing. I don't know much. Him and his first mate, there's lots of bad rumors. They're not... They're not good men. But they are good businessmen, if that makes sense. Hmm. Well, hopefully we get the chance to meet them. If you do... Of course. If you do, and she kind of looks at the two of y'all, or the three of y'all, uh, mainly looking at the two men, though, because the big burly people. Mm-hmm. If you hit them with your claws, I wouldn't be sad. Wow, brutal. Uh, that bad, huh? They are arrogant, and they think they can get away with anything. Most people don't believe it, or they wish to ignore it, but I know they have committed piracy in the past and not the good kind not smuggling but actually hurting people oh no well um i i hope they don't come here and stay in your inn one or two have in the past and they've been okay but she pointed out the gentleman that just came out by he was putting his hands where he shouldn't have been on one of my girls i didn't appreciate it Oh, no. Well, glad you threw him out. So am I. In the meantime, uh, can we have some some drinks and food? Of course. Uh, What's he all looking for? Uh, I like a cup of water with a slice of lime. And she all of a sudden pulls out a notepad, and for you? As she points to Safina. Oh, I will have a whatever kind of herbal tea you have. Mm-hmm. She writes it down. Uh, dealer's choice. <laughs> Rum it is. I trust you. And she, she walks off, uh, and y'all can find now a spare table, and you sit down. A few minutes later, a water with lime, an herbal tea, and a rum with it uh, looks to be like um, a little bit of coconut uh, in it. Mm. Petricor eats the lime, including the <laughs> including the rind. Ew. I don't think you're supposed to eat all of that, Petricor. Why not? Where do you think all the nutrition is? Inside the lime, not outside. Shoot yourself. Not the green part's good for you. Anyways, uh, I feel like we should talk about this more about this this stealing thing. Don't say it to us. Oh, I'm whispering. Well, what is, what is there to talk about? Like, are we gonna? Are, do you, like, are we just not gonna do it? Because I don't want you like going and stealing stuff, and then me be hanging out with you, and and I'll get in trouble because you've been stealing other <laughs> people's stuff. 
Wow, you act like I'd get caught. Well, I'm just saying, like, on the off chance. Right, right. I'm just trying to, to look out for us. I know, I know you have things you need to do for your people back home, and this may be a very efficient way to get that done. I'm just trying to look out for you. I appreciate it, Rick. Um, but like, I've been doing some thinking about uh, the ship and about what the dwarf said, and I was wondering, what do you think that magic stick is for? The one he was talking about on the ship. Um, well. Do you think you can use it for magic? I don't know. Maybe we should go check it out. He said the wizard, which I am. Clearly. Right, but like, don't wizards have sticks? Do you have a stick? Not one that I carry with me. I have a stick. Right, but you're not a wizard. No. That's true. She's not. You can always tell a wizard they have fancy clothes. Like these. You don't like my clothes? Right, well. They're kind of grungy. They're kind of a little bit. I mean, so am I. for me for my birthday last year. Well. That's cool. I'm sure they're nice from where you're from. <gasps> I, that was a compliment, right? It didn't sound like one. <laughs> oh. Excuse me, then. <laughs> um, should we go? I guess we're allowed to go back to the shop and check it out, right? Right, like, we can go back to the ship, right? Because we can just stay there and not spend money on the inn. Hypothetically, Drip. If we did steal the sash, could you, like, make something appear that would look like the sash that we could replace it with temporarily? Of course. Do you think I'm a job? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just, you know, checking here. Before we decided we're not going to steal it, we did decide that. You are you are right, Petricor. I was. She was speaking in hypothetics. That nearly means nearly out of curiosity. Um, as in, like, like if you were to dream to do something, then I'd actually do it. Uh huh. Like if I wanted to sneak aboard this ship, <clears throat> I would just transform into a creature and go sneak aboard the ship. Right. And wander around for a bit, hypothetically, of course. And you would. Disguise yourself like one of this, one of the people on the ship. Oh, like the the gentleman that just got kicked out. Do you think your skills are you could do that? I mean, you only saw him for a second. I mean, it was only hypothetical. So, uh, I'm proficient in many types of disguises, and I can disguise myself like anybody. Well, not anyone. What do you mean, not anyone? Like not me. I could disguise as you. I don't think so. Yes, I could. Well, I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> the first thing I did. <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe that was the, the was session. Like, the session that didn't happen. Or was it the captain? Did you disguise yourself? Oh, I made myself look like somebody. Anyway, the guard look like guard. one of the Miriam guards. That's right. I know, but like That's before right. that, because I remember brother, I was like, yeah. "Hey, check this out," and yeah, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're one of the guards." <laughs> Right. Um, Bro, I made myself into a girl. I can make myself look like anyone. Um. But like, I feel like it wouldn't be very useful for me to look like Drip because we already have Drip. 
We can just use drip for anything that drip needs to look like. True. Hmm. Well, and I chug my rum and say, shall we, shall we go? I guess I'm kind of interested in this stuff. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a look. Keep our eye out on the way down there. Mm -hmm. And we can keep discussing this matter. <laughs> We're really getting our exercise in today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So I, head, I back. Think head back. Yeah. <laughs> so on your way back, uh, you now notice that the crowds have dissipated. Uh, and as you approach towards, you can watch as one of the crew members of the, the Scarlet uh, seems to be the only crew member of the, the, the Scarlet Phoenix pulls up a chair, sets down a stool as the last box is being like carried out of the main compartment of the ship. Uh, the door of the, uh, the shipwright is open and you step inside where a few uh, lanterns are lit, uh, kind of opening up this dark space. Then the main uh, porthole for where the ships come in and out of into the bay is open and letting in a little bit of now uh, moonlight as night has begun. You can see there the Harlequin in her pale white, or her bright white. It's a very clean white with um, blue uh, accent marks every so now and then being, being held up uh, with a platform. Uh, a, a, what is it called? A boardwalk uh, going up to the top of the ship where one of the main entrances is. Hmm. Um. Is there only uh, Sasabi's just gonna kind of stay up on the the top deck of the Harlequin? Is there only that one gentleman in the chair sitting outside of the uh, Scarlet Phoenix? The shipwright is completely in. It's an enclosed space. It's like a like a warehouse. Like it's to keep the water gotcha. and the rain off while he's okay. like working and stuff. Um, but if you want to go look at the, the Scarlet Phoenix, you could go back out and peruse if you'd like. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to walk onto the ship and, and go try to find that staff. Okay. Uh, you remember where it is. It's down in the bridge in the navigation room. Uh, and it's part of the large lever that, uh, sets the wings on the side of the Harlequin. Hmm. I'm going to take a closer look, put my hands on it, and try to investigate it. Give me an Arcana check. Pull it out. Pull it out. Oh! Okay. That dice is on fire tonight. It's an 18 plus 5. 23? 23. It is... Keep trying to see what you discern. Magic. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely magic. It's magical. Uh, it's magical, but you can tell that it has been. There's something wrong with the, the some of the gems that are set into it. These uh, rubies uh, have a weird clouded color on the inside uh, that rubies shouldn't have, and you think that maybe something's wrong with this staff as a whole. Uh, as you're reading through the arcane runes, you can tell that this is a really old staff like you're looking at some of these scroll work and it's uh or the the arcane workings on it just as the language itself 
you know is an archaic version of enchanting items. Uh, so this isn't just something that someone made. You can tell this is probably some kind of artifact. Do I do I know anything about staffs, Brad? Um, or like rubies or things like that? Because like Austin, I don't. So when you're 23, you would know that here. staves, like wands, generally hold a single type of magical property, or a, a kind of a few sets of magical properties, and can be used as an arcane focus. Uh, lots of wizards like to have staves or wands uh, that will have preset spells built into them. Um, so if somebody had this before, this might have been some wizard or witch's personal staff that had a set type of power or ability that they probably would have used with it. Now, mechanically for the ship, do we know that like this is required for the ship to run? You remember that Lux explained that this uh, has the ability to make the ship slip in between the ethereal and the physical plane uh, rapidly. Right. That way, if a giant crossbow bolt is flying at it, it will pass right through the ship because it's kind of just slipping in between planes. Uh, it is. It didn't seem like it was crucial for it to for the ship to operate, but it was, seemed like a pretty potent ability of the Harlequin. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, as I am kind of sifting through this knowledge uh, and, and touching the staff, um, he's he's gonna um, sit down on the ground um, near it kind of put his hands out uh, with his palms facing it and kind of move them around a little bit uh, and close his eyes. And then he's going to cast Detect Magic um, to try to find out like magical properties about it. Or if it's, if it is tainted in any way, he, he wants to like know why or if something's affected it magically. So as you cast out the spell, um, when the school is anyway, reaction. still kind of rolling off of your uh, 23 earlier, along with the detect magic as you watch the purplish uh, interlocking longitudes and latitude uh, we pass around you. You watch as the staff lights up and then fades, lights up and then fades, almost kind of like a light bulb that's flickering. Um, you can tell that it is, I want to say, abjuration. I want to say that's the right school. Yeah, that's the uh, thing. Uh, but you definitely can tell that it deals with, it's a little bit of planar magic. Um, but it seems like for whatever has happened to it, the magic that is built into it, the arcane works are broken. And you can definitely tell that either some type of powerful wizard or uh, enchanter will have to work on this to get it to work again. Hmm. Okay. At that point, uh, he stands up because, huh, sounds fun. And he pulls it out. Give me a strength check. Because this thing has kind of now been built into the ship. Okay. Not as fruitful as it has been. Mm. Strength check. Uh, that's a 10. 
you pull on it like yes mine and you and it doesn't budge hey uh Pet petrichor oh uh, yeah drip what can i do for you oh there's uh you found a stick can you can you help me out real quick uh what would you like me to do can you pull this out of the ship um uh sure i just want to take a look at it yeah sure can you tell anything from it uh well it's it is a powerful potentially uh staff although it's it's broken and i want to fiddle with it do you know how to fix it i'm sure i could find a way 15 bread currently i don't do you think there's one of these on the scarlet phoenix Hmm. This one looks particular to this ship, so I don't know. It'd have to be something they built in separately. But with a 15 petrichor, you pull on it as well, and you hear some, like, creaking, and you feel like the staff itself, made out of some type of hardwood, flexes a little bit, and it doesn't yield. Huh. Um, what did Petrichor is going to investigate how it's connected to the ship? All right, give me an investigation check. Yeah, my specialty. What? Oh. Natural, natural, natural one. one. Um, you look at it. It's oh. you see some metal. Maybe is that a bolt? Yeah. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay. What's going on, Petrichor? Well, it looks like we're going to have to cut it out. And I draw my hand axe. Whoa! Petri petrichor? What? Well, like it's stuck. How are we going to get it out if we don't cut it well, out? You may do more damage to, to the staff or the ship than you need to. It's just stuck. You maybe need something to oil it out. No, Safi, surely you can't pull this. Ooh, I've got an idea. We can have the dwarf take it out. Can't you? Yeah, he can probably do it. I don't think Staffy's strong enough to pull it out. Is that a challenge trip? No, I just don't think he can. Yeah, we should probably go get the door. And he starts to move. What time is it? Screw you, Drip! I feel like it got late and we... As he starts leaving the room, Staffy goes over to Staffy and tries to freaking pull it out. Give me a strength check. Have anything that will give me strength? Probably not. <laughs> Roll that twenty. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bard here. They give you bardic inspiration. Man, I think I'm gonna I'm about, yes. meditate and change my do. spells. Let me just die. Ah! Here. Eight. An eight. <laughs> an eight. Oh, <laughs> to no avail. She <laughs> sighs and walks out after drip. Uh, he's going to go look for the door. Right. Uh, you kind of investigate the kind of warehouse and you can see there's kind of a small, not like a home, better would be like a shack is built into kind of the inside uh, towards the back and you kind of knock on the door and you hear, who's there? Oh, uh, it's it's just me. Uh, you're, you're kind captain. I don't have a captain anymore. Who the... And he opens it up and he's like, oh, you, what do you want? Uh, yeah, I was just, 
in my ship, uh, just kind of looking around. Uh, I was wondering if you could help me out with something. So, what do you need? Any kind of stuff? I need to, to remove something that I need to get fixed. Uh, sure. Uh... What, what was it? And he kind of starts following behind you. Well, there's this lever that I uh, saw in the middle of the ship. Uh, and, and it's and it's, uh, it's not working right now. So I, I, I thought I, I might want to get it fixed. I am a wizard, you see. And so I, 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 can, uh, I can do that, but not while it's attached to the ship. Are you talking about that staff that Dagon put in there a while back? That would be it. Yeah. I, I can pull it out in the morning. Perfect. But we if would you be don't deep. mind, I'd like to sleep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry to sorry to wake you. Now, um, you're, you're continuing to work on our ship first, right? Yeah, I have no problem with making Kritus wait. Yeah, he can wait. You yes, like this can. better, don't you? I don't know if that's the exact way I'd put it. But yeah, I don't like you less. I, I dislike him more. Let me put it that way. Huh, seems like a double negative. Um, okay, okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll uh, take that as a step in the right direction. All right. Um, okay, good night. Yes, good night. And he goes back into his home. And as I am over there... I want to walk out and see if I can look at the Scarlet Phoenix. It sits there halfway in the water. Uh, unlike the Harlequin, its kind of glass-wrapped bridge is actually above the waterline. It's a little bit different ship. Is, you said there was one guy by it before. Is he still there? Yeah, there's one guy. He seems to be sitting in a chair. He's got a, a kind of a drink in his hand. He's kind of sipping on it. Safi walks outside because she's curious about the ship and sees Drip standing there. All right, guys, I'm getting kind of sleepy. I'm going to go to bed. Uh, I'll see you in the morning now. Uh, oh, all right, well, I'll catch up with you, I guess. All right, I'll see you later. All right, um, Petricor, you head off to Alani's star. But no, I was going to sleep in the ship. Oh, you're going to go sleep back in the ship? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait right here. I'll be right back. And I stroll over mm-hmm. um, to the sailor. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to... Um, my gait is going to be a little different. I'm going to look like he's kind of off balance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hello, Fred. And you stroll up to a deep red-skinned tiefling with uh, bright orange eyes, and he sips on his drink. Hello. I see you have a drink there. I am. How can I help you, sir? Uh, Well, as you can see, my hand is empty, and I'd like for a drink to be in it. Do you think you can help me with that? I think you would have... Better luck in town. Go to the oh. Siren's Cliff. A lot of good drinks yeah. over there. But the company's not nearly as good as it is here. So Safi is going to uh, cast Minor Illusion on Drip and whisper, keep him occupied. And then she's going to uh, wild shape into a, a small black cat 
<laughs> to, to scurry uh, past them and onto the ship. Give me a stealth check. As a person or as a cat? As a cat. You'll use the cat's dexterity. And if it has like a proficiency in stealth. It does for stealth. Ooh. Oh, it's cat not a good Mm. I got an 11. Okay. And you you're kind of slink on through. And at one point, you uh, drip. You watch as a guy all of a sudden, when you hear the voice uh, come into your ears, of uh, Safi's voice, you watch as his kind of ears perk up. And he's like, sorry, did you say something? Oh, crap, a cat. And he kind of seems to like jump at it. No, sir, I'm not a cat. <laughs> You've mistaken me. Um, I'm what's called a tabaxi. And he looks back at you. And he's like, uh, "No, I didn't mean you. I think I think a cat just ran on board. Son of a!" And he kind of like stands up and he begins to kind of like move his head around to see what's going on. So cats run wild. They're rampant in this suit. Have you ever been here before? Clearly not. You're the one watching the ship. <laughs> No, this isn't my first time in Port Car. Ah, Wait, sir. are you the captain? No. Who I, are you, my friend? Name's Smith. That That's it. I, I'm just trying to find where that dang cat went. And he's Smith. now, like, stepping into the ship. I, I do a deep bow with my hat, <laughs> kind of stumbling a little bit. Like, my name is Captain Drip. The, the, ca, ca, what ship? Who are you? The, what? What? Am I not? I'm pretty renowned. How do you not know about me? No, sorry, I've never heard of a Captain Drip. How no. far have you? How long have you been sailing, sailor? Probably my third year. Oh, that's why. You're still new to the gig. It's okay. You hear about me yet? Sure. Now, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go find this cat. Oh, but I do. Cause you see these paws? They're empty still. Yes, and now, you should go to a bar or probably to bed. Now, you don't have to be rude. Um, would you like to see a magic trick? No, I would like to find this cat, and he's now once again kind of still pulling away from you, head always like turning to find out where the cat form of Safina went. I'm going to cast Enlarge on his drink. <laughs> like, let's have a little bit more of this rum. Um, oh, I, like, gosh! The thing expands in his hand. Yeah, I say, like, see? Now there's enough for both of us. Uh, and he, he kind of like sets it down, and he like steps back from me, and he's like, and he watches a hand like slowly kind of is leaning towards a cutlass on his waist. He's like, who are you? Now, now, now. I already told you. I'm Captain Drip. And he bows again deeply. I'm just wondering. Can I have some of yours? You seem to have plenty now. He takes his foot and he like slides the tankard over to you. His tail now like whipping back and forth very anxiously. And he's like, there you go. There's your drink. How big is it, Brad? Uh, at this point... Big enough to, like, put my head in it? Yeah, it's it? like the the opening is now wide enough for you to actually, like, get your head inside. And you're <laughs> yeah, like a cat person, so if you can get your head through, you can get your entire body in there. 
Uh, yeah, so he's gonna like start putting his head in there and like drinking some of it. <laughs> and then he's gonna like whip his head out. Like, oh, this is incredible. Uh, Smith, was it? Yeah. Tell me a story. <laughs> I'll tell you the story to get off. What's your this latest shit? adventure you've been on? In town for three years, I'm sure you've at least had one adventure. And at this point, he's now like reaching for a blade. He's like, you need to leave now. Now, you don't have to be angry. But yeah, I'll back away. Uh, I want to like grab the drink and like start scooting backwards. Then mm-hmm. his hand is now firmly resting on his cutlass and he's kind of like taking steps back forward because y'all kind of like took a few steps into the ship kind of cargo hold and he's now kind of like walking you back out of there for a little bit. You seem like a kind enough fellow. Uh, may I sit over here? Uh, and he sits like 50 feet from him. Like, right outside where his <laughs> chair is supposed to be. I guess that's fine. And he, like, Great. now he seems kind of, like, distracted. And he's kind of looking around and looking back at you and looking over your shoulder, trying to, like, maybe spy somebody else. And he's just kind of hand on the blade. But we'll jump perspective. Safina, you you bounce past Drabim and this tiefling. What do you do? Um, she goes first, um, is the, does the layout, like, seem the same as the Harlequin? No, this seems like a very different layout. You step into a cargo hold, uh, with boxes and crates around, uh, things held up and nets, and you see there's a door to your left, uh, which would be towards the bow, and then what looks to be a small hallway, uh, with a set of doors towards the stern. And a pair of uh, ladders going down uh, by toward back towards the bow. Um, she's gonna try the ladders first, just because it's more convenient in cat form to just climb down. Uh, she goes downstairs. Uh, as you pass down, you come down to the bottom of the stairs where you see uh, a bunch of empty tables with card games left unfinished. Uh, and some few uh, uh, drinks uh, unfinished, and you turn your head and you can see that there's a small hallway with some doors, and then you can see uh, movement Mm -hmm. down a bit of a, uh, there's like a shadow. Sorry, it wouldn't be movement, but there's a humanoid shadow cast against the wall all the way in this kind of farther room back towards the stern of the ship. Oh, snap. Um, she's going to slowly approach and see if she can tell who this figure is. Give me a, uh, perception check. Why do I keep going so poorly? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Uh, as you peer around, you can see it looks to be maybe a dwarf or a really just short person, human, uh, his head leaned over into his chest, a tankard barely hanging on to the edge of his finger, and he seems to be passed out cold and has a white apron uh, over his chest. And okay. You can tell that you're in a kitchen space now. There's a kind of a stove in the back corner with some pots and pans hanging from it, and a 
uh, two long tables, which he's sitting at one of them. He's kind of just leaned over. Hmm. I know in the kitchen. So she's going to go back out. Um, and this looks like it's like maybe like a common living space, but she wants the captain's quarters. On our ship, is the captain's quarters completely like separate? Yeah, the captain's quarters was connected to the bridge itself, mm -hmm. uh, and it was a complete little separate room. It wasn't. It was the only. There was the only way to get to it was to go down into the bridge and then into the captain's quarters. Cool. So this looks like living quarters to her. So she's gonna go back up the ladder and then down the hall, and see if she can find. So you um, into, yeah, so you go into the short hall, and there's a mm -hmm. door to your left and to your right, and then a door in front of you. Um, she, uh, I butt up against the doors, seeing if they'll just open to my weight. Uh, which one? What do you pick? Uh, straight ahead. So you push on the door, and it opens up, and as you step inside, you hear a very familiar hum. Uh, and you just, and there's oh, like, a faint glow as you see in line uh, 10 mithril stones sitting in some type of casing in a upside down V kind of a, like an A-frame all kind of pointed at each other, five pointing at each other. Uh, and you watch, you can see his arcane rods and casings kind of lead out of this room and into the other space. You recognize this as the engine room or where the mm -hmm. mithril stones are uh, kept. And you can kind of hear the faint hum of them. Oh, snap. Those look like they're in much better condition than ours. They actually look in fantastic condition. <laughs> it's just I'll something that you that notice way. that they are like, they're very bright. Yeah. Um, she uh, backs out of the room a little bit and then tries the door on her right. Okay. She nudges her head and it opens up. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can step inside and you see a bookshelf with uh, cords kind of in front of each uh, layer of the bookshelf, kind of keeping the books from falling in flight. And you see mm -hmm. it caught off to the side and it looks like a nice room. Oh, snap. She's kind of going to go exploring through this room. Or she, okay, this is weird, but I don't know if this will work. She, I don't know if I would notice this is a human sniffs the room does it did like the captain earlier like give off a particular scent that she could like identify that this was his oh room? it smells a little bit musty um and it's a little bit dirty in here too kind of like mm -hmm. somebody probably needs to take his dishes to be cleaned uh so it's a bit kind of like musty and sweaty Cool. She's just going to search around there's, if there's clothes laying around or if there's a desk, she's going to kind of hop up and look at any papers or anything that's up there. Give me an investigation check. Investigation. I'm switch die. Ten. A ten? Just a ten. Just a ten. Okay. So as you move about the space, uh, you try to find, like, clothes and closets, uh, and you don't find any. You do find some papers left out on the top of the desk with some uh, being held down by some type of weight or clip. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, you find a nice kind of uh, what looks to be maybe another sword 
spare sword seems to be laying out. But you do notice uh, that the clothes would fit um, Captain Critus, not the very big uh, Goliath humanoid. Gotcha. That was with him. So this you can surmise this is Captain the captain's room. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any like closet doors or anything like drawers? Is there like a desk with drawers or anything? Yeah, there is a desk with drawers. Okay, so at this point, she will shift out of cat form. The hair fades. You come back to standing on legs. Yes, and she's going to uh, open the drawers on the desk to peruse them further. Okay. There's probably two on either side, and you open up the first one, and it just looks a bunch of, like, navigation equipment. You open up the next one underneath that. It looks like a bunch of maps. Go over to the next side. You open up the top one. It looks like there's maybe a ledger or a couple sets of ledgers. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the bottom one, and you open it up, and you find it's filled with a bunch of personal letters. Ooh. I'm going to look through the personal letters. What I just want to see what the top one says real quick. The top one? Uh, yeah. As you pick it up and read through it, mm-hmm. um, you quickly glance through it, and it reads to the effects of an agreeance to help slavers transport <gasps> goods from Kawi to Nashua. Oh, snap. And that's where we'll stop for tonight. Dang it. Gotta get to Nashua, guys. So Nashua, that is now a town that you've heard of twice. I know it is. It's on my paper twice. Cool. So we met a brotastic Captain Critus. Dripim is trying to get a stick, and Petricor is having a crisis of morality. Good episode. Lots of fun. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Huh? He just said, all right, he's down. Sorry. All right. Well, thank you everybody who's come along and listened with us tonight. Uh, We always have fun. Thank you to my amazing players who are sticking around. Um, Keep up with the episodes. Make sure to give a share so you can get an NPC named in the, the campaign. But until then, grab your dice, grab some good friends and roll up some fun. We'll see you really soon.